Hey, this is Coach Shea with Alpha Girl Soccer Academy, and welcome to the Alpha Girl Soccer Podcast Show, where we aim to inspire, empower, and positively impact female athletes. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So in today's episode, I interview Grace Strausser, who is the creator of One South Soccer Club in Fairhope, Alabama. This episode is awesome for parents, players, and coaches as we dive into ways that players and teams can stay engaged with each other during the coronavirus and also what coaches can do to better connect with their players, not only now during this time, but on a regular basis. So I really think you're going to love this episode and how deep we go into the importance of personal connection between players and coaches and also the community. All right, enjoy. All right, welcome back to the show, guys. Grace, thank you so much for coming on today. I can't wait to talk to you and learn more about you and One South Soccer Club and kind of all that you're doing right now to help your girls. Hey, Shay, so glad to be here with you. I mean, it's been, I feel like we've connected over the last couple months and it's just been fantastic and like so excited to be here and it's an honor. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So before we get into today's topics and questions and all that, just tell my listeners a little bit more about you and about your club. Sure. So uh, One South Soccer Club established in April of last year. So we've officially hit our one-year mark. So April 19th was our one-year anniversary. Super, uh, super exciting. Um, big step for us to make it a year. And um I met Brandon, Coach Brandon. We were both at another local club here, and we just kind of over pizza one day. We're like, man, we want so much more for the youth in this community. And we're like, okay, should we do it? Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. So we um, left where we were and decided we wanted so much more. And so we went through the process of starting the club and we already had quite a bit of following, you know, with our, with our youth. And we just wanted in all one South represents putting the youth first. And uh, we have felt a little bit like in the community, especially with our female athletes that they have kind of been put on the back burner a little bit. And Mm -hmm. We have had a lot of conversations with female um, parents of, you know, of the athletes and stuff. And we also really wanted to be community oriented. So we wanted to bring more of the club into the community and not just be a club where you drop your kid off and, you know, leave and come back and pick them up. And that's all you do. We wanted to actually like be involved in the community and, and be a family in hindsight. So yeah. we, uh, we, we did it, we did it. And, you know, we're about at 50 kids right now. So it's, you know, started, per, you know, like progress, um, not perfectionism, you know, like you say in your book, mm-hmm. progress. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, um, you know, we just, we preach positivity and encouraging in a safe atmosphere that they can come to us, whether it's, you know, soccer related, or if it, you know, is life related, because it's so much more about soccer, that quote that they say more than soccer. And that's in the US women's that they preach that I mean, it's, it's so much more. 
so much more than soccer. And that's why you're doing what you're doing. And it's amazing. And that's why we absolutely love you. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you guys are doing. So um, kind of along the community lines, because I know you guys are super involved in your community. You guys are in South Alabama, right? Correct. We um, kind of are residing in Fairhope right now. Okay. Um, and we, you know, we have lots of other possibilities to go, but we've found kind of a great, a great spot right now. We're super excited about, and we're just kind of, you know, being thankful for what we have. So, yeah. So what, what is the soccer community like in Fairhope? Is it really big? Is it pretty small? Like kind of how in this, and more specifically, like how is the women's soccer girl soccer community there? So soccer in this area has actually grown tremendously. Um, we have a huge, uh, a huge variety of clubs all the way along the Gulf Coast here. So all the way from you know Louisiana into Florida, it's huge. And our competition is huge as well, which is you know fantastic. We're able to play a lot of diverse teams. I would say right, we kind of call Fairhope Daphne and Spanish Shore the Eastern Shore, mm-hmm. which is the three towns here. And so there's a couple other clubs that we would could definitely call rivals in a sense. Um, and so I would say it's definitely growing. And do I feel like the females, the girls are still not, there's definitely not an equal balance between boy athletics and girl athletics. And it's a problem. Um, I witnessed it at the last club that I, that I worked for and, you know, especially being a female coach as well, it's different. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was definitely one of the reasons why one South was created Yeah, because of the difference between boy and girl. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm not the only one that's I'm sure has experienced that even as a female coach, you know, yeah, it seems like the expectations and everything are different. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the questions I had. And and we, I remember when we very first met and started talking, like you mentioned something along the lines of, you know, it's it's really hard with, you know, you, you aren't seen as an equal necessarily as a female coach. So what has your experience been as, you know, the the co-owner and creator of a club as a female coach like what um I guess let's look at the good side of it so what have you seen um with the support of of female coaches and then the other side of it is what I guess inequality have you seen or you know being treated differently so there's been tons of positives. I feel that I've been able to connect with the community on a different level, being a female mentor in a sense, um, for both females and males. You know, we do have males in our club as well. And Brandon, you know, he's a male <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we're, uh, we're partners in, in this journey. And I would say that, being able to connect with the girls and for the parents to have a female role model in their girl, you know, in their daughter's life is a huge thing. I also feel like female coaches, especially in this area is not norm. It's not the norm. Okay. Um, there's not a ton of us. 
And so I feel like we, we kind of hold a, you know, we hold it, we're different. Females are different than males. We, we, we tend to coach different. We're more emotional. And um, I feel like it's been a really, it's been really positive. Um, and also the balance between having Brandon and I run this club. Um, it's a fantastic balance. There's a lot of things that he's able to give that I'm not and vice versa. And so I would, you know, Brandon is um, a lot more easygoing than I am. <laughs> and, you know, I tend to be, um, I, tend, I can t overthink things, but I'm also very emotional and I'm, I'm the, crea the creative person in our club. So I do all the branding and all the graphics for the club as well. And so we have a great balance between, between that. And I've been able to really work closely with the, I don't know if it's because I'm a female, but we've really been able to build relationships to a whole new level with our club. Where again, it's not, it's not, it's not just a club you drop your kid off. Like we, we do things together. We have conversations together. We do, you know, activities together. I have wine with my soccer moms, you know, <laughs> things, things on a level where it's still professional, but it also is definitely family oriented, right. which and is, it's irreplaceable. Those relationships are irreplaceable. Yeah. And I kind of got that, that feeling just from your guys' social media and, you know, just what you guys do. I just feel like the community in general is just very like tight knit and like a very close, you know, community. So I love that. And then what are you guys doing right now? So I know you guys are doing um, like something with these rocks and the community. So talk, <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit because I know there's probably coaches listening and even players listening that are like, okay, I want to be able to do something where we can bond as a team and as a community. So talk a little bit about what you guys are doing with that. Yeah. So, you know, during this time, during this virus time, of course, it's super important for us to be doing soccer, you know, and studying that and doing that. But it's also super important for us to be supporting our community and being involved in the community as much as we can. And so we started Project Rock, which was just an inspirational, you know, let's leave a quote, put it out in the community and support. And it went over really well. We did a lot of rocks then had people, you know, taking pictures and sending it to us that they had found them and everything, which was really fun. And then we did, we kind of, we didn't, we didn't collaborate with Mobile Infirmary, but we have a connection. One of my soccer moms works for Mobile Infirmary and we were, you know, just one of the local hospitals here in, in Mobile, Alabama. And we decided to do some signs for them. So we did like here together, Mobile Infirmary, Infirmary Health. We decided to do a bunch of homemade signs for them and put them up. And actually I just got some pictures yesterday and super, just really powerful that we're able to just homemade colorful signs of inspiration and positivity in the hospital for the workers right now. Um, we did, you know, it was great. And the kids we had, they did like 30 something signs. So it was super great. They had a blast. And again, I'm, I'm a creative person. I love doing, I went to school for graphic design actually. Mm -hmm. And so any kind of art project that we can do, I'm all about that. 
I'm all about that. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure the girls, and you can speak to this, but I'm sure the girls have really enjoyed doing it and it's given them a sense of purpose and belonging, which I think a lot of girls are struggling with right now. Yeah, it is definitely. And, you know, we're keeping up with the Zoom uh, meetings every week and that's been super great. We've been doing kind of a mix between educational and social. So actually when I talked, I had a Zoom meeting with my captain, Kate, yesterday, and she mentioned her suggestion was fantastic about doing one day of strictly education, you know, on soccer, and then having another day to do strictly social. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea because right now, even though we're still trying to keep involved with soccer, we're not together and the relationship is, we still need to be building the relationship with each other. And, you know, that's hard. That's hard to do virtually, I would say, definitely. And, um, but yeah, I think this time is actually, I would say as a coach, this time right now, we're able to focus on things that we don't have necessarily time for on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, what a, what a indirect kick means, what a direct kick means, you know, what does offsides really mean? Things like that, the soccer language and the field language we've been going over a lot. And that's great because sometimes I feel like in practice, we're so worried about doing the exercise, doing the drill, perfecting the kicks and all that. We don't actually take time to say, what does it mean to throw down the line? What does it mean to do a penalty kick? Things like that. So I'm actually very thankful for this time. And the girls are, and the boys are as well, to be able to actually learn soccer, you know, soccer education. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I I like that you guys are doing like one call is education and one call is social. Um, because I think they're both extremely important. And and yeah, it's the little things like, what exactly do these terms mean? Whereas when you're practicing, you just say, and half the girls might know what you mean, half of them might not have a clue what that means, right? So I really like that idea. Um, And like, what have you seen? Because I've been, you know, talking to a lot of my girls about, you know, what they're struggling with, and, you know, their biggest obstacles at this time. But what have you seen with your teams that is kind of their biggest struggle right now? So it was so great that I had my meeting with Kate yesterday, being my captain. Um, She's a very, very special person. And I asked her, I said, hey, you know, I'm having my meeting with Coach Shea tomorrow. And, you know, I want some of your insight as far as, you know, what do you feel like for you? is something that's been challenging right now and the main thing that she said was I want to make sure that I am keeping I'm doing enough I'm that I'm keeping being prepared I'm doing enough you know I'm not falling behind as far as physical mental you know and I told her, I said, you know, we, we listened to your podcast, 68, I believe, about the coronavirus, mm-hmm. or 66, and, you know, about just taking 30 minutes a day to be active or doing your touches or whatever. And I think, you know, self-motivation is super hard. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It is. Self-motivation is super hard. And for them, 
you know, you, it, I'm trying my best to keep them motivated, but it still has to be a sense of self-motivation. You know, I'm not there with them to say, hey, you know, you need to do this. Um, but she said, you know, definitely like making sure she's doing enough. And also, you know, they miss, they miss their time with their teammates, definitely, and their coaches. The um, in-person, intimate connection with your teammates and coaches, you know, on the field is completely different than seeing them on the screen. And that's, that's hard. That's hard for them right now. And I feel, I do feel that they, and I'm, I'm even feeling it, a sense of, of alone, being alone and, and not having them. And I'm, we're so thankful that we're even able to do a social media like this, you know, because if we didn't have that, you know, how, how long ago we didn't, we wouldn't have that. And so I think those are probably some of the main things, you know, keeping relationship with their teammates, making sure that they're doing enough, that they're staying active, that they're not falling behind in their skill. And then, you know, the self-motivation part, that's hard. That's really hard. Yeah. And one of the, cause after my calls with my girls, I'll ask them like, okay, what is the number one thing you're struggling with this week? Right. And, um, this week I, I had two separate calls with two different groups, but their answers were all very similar. It was along the lines of loneliness, um, not having enough energy, being bored. And like, those were kind of the, the main, like three things. Right. And as far as the energy piece, I told them, I was like, you guys need to make sure, especially in California, like our weather is absolutely perfect right now. So I was like, you, you guys need to make sure that you're like getting outside. I said two hours a day, like go outside, whether you're doing yard work, walking your dog, skateboarding, playing soccer, like whatever it is, you guys just need to be getting outside. Um, So I think that that's one really important thing um, that I've been telling my girls. It's just like, when we're boxed in, you know, for, you know, 17, 18 hours a day, it takes a toll mentally and physically, Um, you know, so that's one of the big things. And then as far as the self-motivation piece, I just tell my girls, it's all about your habits, right? Like if you can just find every week, we talk about what's one habit that you can create or get rid of, or, you know, find a good habit that will help you to be self-motivated. Um, so that's kind of what I would say as far as the things that my girls have been struggling with. And I think that's probably universal, just like your girl girls, right? Like we're all struggling with the same things. So what would be your advice? So if there's a coach listening that maybe they haven't done a lot yet and, and they're kind of sensing that their girls are not doing so great as a team or individually, like what's a one or two pieces of advice you would give to a coach, um, to kind of help their girls during this time? Yeah. So like you said, I think it's universal. I think everybody is kind of in the same, dealing with the same thing as far as missing that, you know, in-person interaction. What I will say is definitely take time for your kids on a social level. So being their coach, definitely, you know, you're a mentor and you're instructional and, you know, you want to teach them soccer, but having, having a person there for them just to talk about whatever they want to talk about, whether it's a TV show they've been watching or, 
you know, some TikTok that, you know, dance they've been doing, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, be there for them on a social level. And I've actually, I started about two weeks ago um, doing one-to-one meetings with my players. Mm-hmm. So offering a schedule um, where their parent can go in and reserve a time and I'm able to have a one-to-one meeting with them and we can talk about anything we can talk about. And it's a recorded meeting, you know, and the parent is more than welcome to join. Um, but we're talking about life. We're talking about soccer. We're talking about the, the virus. We're talking about school. We're talking about what's been going on, um, everything. And these conversations, I mean, most of my conversations with the kids have lasted over an hour. And just just the communication to talk with them. Um, so I would definitely say, have a divide, have a have a time for the kids with the education where it's still fun. They're learning or teaching a skill, but give them a time where you're all together and just talk, just gossip, whatever they want to do. Um, that's so important, and females love to talk. And <laughs> so if you can give that to them, I think that. That, that fills so much for them, you know, that, that fills a void that they've been missing because, you know, we all deal with as coaches how much time that they want to talk on the field. You know, this is a perfect time. They can just talk as much as they want, you know. Right. Um, also, you know, that helps keep the relationship. I think sometimes relationships are hard to build when it's completely serious, Right when it's strictly education and it's strictly, you know, serious work, when you take the social aspect out of it and do that separate, the relationship is able to be built on another level. And so I think that's really important. And I think that the kids especially will, will be able to connect with their teammates on an, on that level and maybe feel more comfortable. I think sometimes the Zoom meetings may be awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, kids don't really know what to say. Um, they don't want to say the wrong thing. Or, you know, we did a trivia game, for example, and some of them were really hesitant to, you know, to say anything. And it's like, this is just for fun, you know, no stress. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we connect with them on that social level and where it's fun and entertaining and just whimsical, then maybe they'll feel more comfortable and the relationship will actually start to build better. Um, And I think that will also be a motivating like tactic, right? If you add the social aspect in there, it motivates them to be a part of the group. Some kids I've experienced are not putting in as much time as some of the others, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it is uncomfortable. Maybe they don't feel like they they're valued in the meeting or, in the time that we're spending together and that I want them to feel that I want them to know that, you know, each player is equally as important and valued. And so how can I make them feel that way? So I think the social aspect is huge. And then I think the community building, right. That's a, that's something that you do together as a, as a team. And also it's very motivating because you're helping somebody else. You're, you're being, a supporter for other people in your community. And that's very motivating. So I think that's also a great team building technique, whether it's making rocks, right. Or just making signs and doing 
you know, posting them somewhere or do even like a lot of people have been doing the videos of the ball, you know, juggling and stuff yeah. like that. Like that's so great, right? They're, they're being together. Um, but I think right now is really important to be involved in your community. So many people are going through so many things and it's amazing just what one little taste of inspiration can do for someone in the community. So I would say if, if anybody is struggling with that connection, that would be a great, a great way to help build that. Yeah, I, and that was actually going to be kind of my next question because um, the few teams that I've been working with recently, their big thing is their team unity and their bonding is non-existent right now, right? So I absolutely love that idea of, you know, doing something together, a project in the community where not only does it help build up the team's bond, but it gives the girls a sense of purpose, right? And I think that that's something that the girls aren't, and most people, especially if you're not working, they are lacking a sense of purpose and fulfillment right now, right? Because they don't have, I mean, they have online school, but it's totally different, right? They don't have these practices to go to, but if they have these projects that they can work on and help people, then they just, and, and purpose and fulfillment is so incredibly important especially during this time. So I, I love that idea of what you guys are doing. Um, but so you guys said you did trivia, right? Yeah. What, what are some other things you guys are doing on your like social calls? So the trivia game was super fun and super easy. And so I have been, again, I talked about the soccer language and so I've been going over like essentially a vocab list of all of these terms used for soccer that, you know, communication is one of the most hardest thing to learn on the soccer field. Right. So this is the perfect time for them to like learn the language. And so like essentially like man on, right. Man coming, um, those kind of words. And so I did a, essentially a jeopardy game right? You split them up in teams and we do the Jeopardy game. You, you have your team, you, you talk about it, you pick how much you want to bet. And then you, <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I'm doing a, I did a prize. So like I have to go drop off candy on the front porches, maybe, you know, with a roll of toilet paper or something, something <laughs> funny that I tried to make them, you know, motivating as far as working hard. And, uh, Actually, so there's 16 questions on the trivia, and they got every single question right. So they're they're obviously spending time, like they've studied and worked on it. These weren't super easy questions either. Like I made them a little bit challenging as far as you know. So they're working at it. So that was really fun. Um, we've definitely been doing podcasts. I think it's great that you are, are you know you have all those podcasts. So that's super great. You can share your screen on Zoom, and you we all listen to the podcast together. So I'm really goal oriented. I know you are as well. All, most of the girls have read your book. And so we reference you a ton. And so we listened to the podcast the other day, which was great. So we're, we're sharing the podcast. We're all listening it together. And then we have a discussion afterwards. And, um, that's great. We, I do a lot of classroom sessions as well during the regular season. Mm -hmm. And so I love being able to take that aspect into the zoo, actually, you know, have it in a zoom meeting as well. And they love it. 
They love that. Again, it's a social, it's a social aspect as well. They're talking, they're discussing, and we're having a conversation about a podcast. And the same thing goes for like YouTube videos. So if you want to discuss a new skill or also formatting on the field, you know, what kind of, what kind of formatting are you using? Um, things like that. I think having a classroom session essentially on the zoom is is, is fun. It's fun, especially if it's soccer, right? Because they love soccer so much. And so but I would say games are really fun. I'm trying to research some more games. Yeah. And um, I've really been interested in doing some kind of, um, um, oh my gosh, it just left my head. Um, <laughs> oh, scavenger hunt, some kind oh, of scavenger yeah. hunt, whether we do that virtually or in person. Mm-hmm. So like things that, that are, that are entertaining, but still soccer related, like the trivia went over super well. And then we're doing that with all of our teams and they're learning, they're learning that soccer language, which is, which yeah. is fantastic. Like, you know. Yeah. One of the things that I told, um, I worked with my uh, alma mater, Utah state. And one of the things I told them to do, which is kind of a silly idea, but I'm like, that would be awesome is to, have like a talent show or oh, yeah. right, like that might be logistically a little bit harder, but like, you know, whether it's a talent show or like a dance yeah. competition or a TikTok competition or like just things that are fun, you know, you have your educational piece, which is also fun, but then just things where, where these girls can kind of get out of their box and they can really just like put themselves out there and, and just be silly. Right. Like I think that's, extremely important too so if anyone out there decides to do a talent show or a dance-off let me know how it works <laughs> yeah definitely that's um, so awesome yeah I love that idea that's great yeah I love your ideas like I think these if, like parents and players and coaches who are listening they need to take these ideas because there are so many um there's a lot of both right there's a lot of teams that are doing awesome stuff and clubs that are doing amazing stuff like this but there's also clubs that are not doing anything. And I know of a few and I'm working with a girl whose club has not had a single meeting yet. And I can see it in her. I can see that she's bored. We've talked about, okay, you need to go talk to your coach and, you know, like, like put it out there that you guys need to have this face to face time. So I just think that even if it's one meeting a week, you have to get something together where your girls are, um, talking to each other, learning from each other, learning from coaches, you know, stuff like that. So I really like your ideas of, of incorporating the, the fun and the educational, such as the Jeopardy and the trivia and all that kind of stuff. That's a, I might, I might steal one of those from you. (laughs) Absolutely. It was like a free, free Jeopardy. I'll have to, I'll send you the, the name and, you know, you can get on there and, it's 16 questions and I'm sure there might be even more, but it's just, it's fun. It's so fun, but it's still soccer, right? Like mm-hmm. they learned so much. I was so proud of them. 16 questions and they got every single one, right? I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yep. <laughs> so proud of you guys. It's fantastic. Yeah. You better make it a little tougher next time. Huh? I know. I am. I am definitely harder. That, that's a good start. Build up their confidence first, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so a, a few questions I kind of had more specifically kind of away from the, the coronavirus virus and what we can do right now is more along like the lines of 
of coaching female athletes and empower being like a role model in the community. So for you, what has been the most rewarding aspect of being a coach and being, you know, like creating this club for, for the youth in your community? So I was listening to your video when we just created that new Facebook page, you know, Alpha Girl Confidence, which if you guys listening are not a part of that group, you need to get on there. It's absolutely fantastic. And I know you've worked so hard to build that coach. That's amazing. And um, what you said is like, it's your purpose in life, right? Like this is your calling, what you're doing. And I absolutely feel the same exact way. Um, I was, I was meant to, take everything that I've been through every like you everything that you've been through and turn it into how can I be there for these girls and boys but especially the girls because I'm a female and I can relate on on the same level as far as what they're going through and being able to be that person for them that I didn't have I wish I I told them I wish I had me at 12 and 13 years old, you know, have that coach that was able to be there at any time and talk about things that are severely happening in their life that they're going through. Middle school is the hardest, is the hardest time of your entire life. It's absolutely dreadful. And being able to have a coach that you can talk to about those kind of things, you know, step off the field and say, Hey coach, I just got to talk to you about something. You know, we have have had had a lot of conversations with my girls on a personal level, as far as what they're going through. And that makes me feel so worthy. And so, so like you said, so purposeful that I can be there for them on that level because it is so much more than soccer. We're all out here because we love the sport. We want to get better. We want to go play in college. You know, we dream of being on the U S national women's team or whatever. And, but it's all the steps that along the way that we're continuing to do and be and grow together. Um, it's unbelievable. I've had, I've dealt with a lot of different issues. You know, you have girls that struggle with depression and anxiety, and you have girls that have, you know, maybe a, I mean, you have all all different kinds of things, right? They could have thought of hurting themselves or they deal with a medical issue or a disability. Um, Being able to be there for them and tell them that, you are not alone through your journey. You have your team, you have your coach, you have a club that you can be a part of until it's no longer in existence. Like you can coach here one day if you want to, you know, those kind of things that make them feel, I always tell my girls, like, this is your home and it's your safe haven. And so whatever, if there's something that I need to do to, to be able to make it more comfortable for you, to make it more safe and and enjoyable for you, you know, please. Like we, our open line of communication is, is amazing. And I hope to always have that with my kids. You know, obviously some kids, some players don't speak as much or are not as open as others, but I feel that that can change based on how you represent yourself in your player's life. 
And so my connection with my girls is irreplaceable. Um, I will probably be a part of a lot of their lives for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's really, that's, that's important to me that I build that relationship with them and the trust with them and be adaptive. Adaptive is like my favorite world in my entire life. <laughs> like you have to be adapt, you have to adapt to each player. Mm -hmm. I think um, I've witnessed in the past, you know, being one certain type of way, coaching one certain type of way is not going to work for every kid on your team. Mm -hmm. You have to adapt, especially with females. You can't I, say one, you can't say one thing to this girl and it's not going to work with the other girl, you know? So being adaptive is definitely, I think that's been successful for me is being able to transition and change and be adaptful in, in the way with that. Definitely. Yeah. And I was, before you said, especially for females, I was going to say, and it's probably <laughs> to be adaptable for, for girls because especially like you said, middle school is the hardest for me, especially I hated middle school. Right. It's, like, it's such a hard time in a girl's life that you have to be able to adapt to what they're going through. Like, for example, one day they might play like crap. And instead of just like harping on them, like, Hey, what's wrong with you? Maybe they had a really bad day. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were anxious today, or maybe they had a fight with their friend. Like you have to be able to adapt to each player in each situation. So I love that. And I feel like you kind of already answered one of the questions that I was going to ask, which was like, if you could give one piece of advice to a coach that's, that's listening that would help them to relate and connect with their girls, you know, what would it be? Yeah, I would say I, I, I'm firm. I'm a firm believer in in the balance between kind of like that educational and social is being there for them as a you know as a instructor right i'm teaching them a task i'm i have to you know implement discipline i have to you know be stern and we have to do our work right but connecting with them on a personal level is so imp important if you do not connect with your kids, with your youth on a personal level, they're never going to trust you. So I'm so goofy with my kids. I make a fool of myself all the time, but you know, but, but they, that is their way of trusting me. I build that relationship with them on their level of their age. Mm -hmm. And if that means like doing the TikTok video on the field real fast where they laugh at me, you know, like I do that, right? Yeah. Like or I, uh, I'll never forget, um, it was a game and this was actually my co-ed team. So it was the boys and the girls mm -hmm. and we were sitting down after our game and I was talking to them about how much I love this sport, right? It's been a part of my life since I was four years old. And that when I play, it's everything I have. Like I leave it on the field or if I, as if I was never going to play another game, mm -hmm. how much I love soccer so much, how much I love this grass. And I picked up a chunk of grass and I ate it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And oh. Was it, was it pretty tasty? Delicious. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, 
I ate the grass and they will never forget that, right? Like they, they laughed so hard and they were like, oh my gosh, Coach Grace, you love soccer. You eat the grass. I said, yeah, you guys should try it. Eat it here. Tap, have a taste, you know? And, um, they, um, they still talk about that. That was over a year ago. Oh my they God. Still talk about that, right. But like the, the, the goofiness of being, I'm a coach, right. But I'm also like, I always tell them I'm your teammate. I'm not your coach. I'm your teammate. So you hold me accountable. I hold you accountable. Yeah. And you know what? I love this sport. I want you to love it you know, this is my symbolism of how much I love it. I'm going to eat this grass for you. It was hilarious. It was all stuck in my retainer and everything. It was hilarious. That's that's seriously the funniest thing anyone's ever said on the podcast. (laughs) Like if if I were to do that, I would have like eaten it and spit it out when no one's looking or put some ranch on it or something. There you go. Yeah. Um, I wanted them to know, right? Like this is how much I want you to love it. This is how much I love it. It's my life. Like there will be no life without soccer for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but you know what? That that built some that connected with them in a certain way. Yeah. Right. I was able to connect with them on their level. And my trust with my kids is is amazing. Um, my relationship with my kids are amazing because I have connected with them on that type of level and the trust has been built. And so if you, if you just be a coach and you don't connect with them on those type of levels, if you don't be goofy, if you're, if you're just all uptight all the time, it's going to be hard for you. It's going to be hard. Yeah. And with that, it's like, if, if a coach isn't willing to be vulnerable and, you know, um, silly with their players, like how can they expect their team to really form a bond, right? Like I, I believe that it's important for the coach to set the tone of of being just being authentic and being vulnerable and and not you know worrying about what other people think. Um, and then that st- sets the stage for the whole team to just really be open with each other and realize that this is a family, right? Like the more family a team is the better they play on the field the more fun they have which is the most important thing right absolutely yeah so I love that so thank you so much for for sharing that and I think that you know if people get one thing out of that is definitely the grass story number one yeah. <laughs> and then you know just being just being personal and real and just being a real human being and you know with with your players and I think that's invaluable so I, I love that um, so I guess one last question I have for you is, um, I, w- I want to hear a story about uh, one of the girls that you coach that you've really seen like a huge um, transformation, whether it's a physical transformation or kind of just like a mental social transformation. Oh man, that's I, know, hard. I should have given you that question before. So that's okay. Um, <laughs> let me think. Oh, I'm trying to think of something really um unique that I could tell you as far as so this is the first season that I did captain so I felt like the girls the U13 girls I felt like they're finally at that age where okay leadership 
is super important. And now it's time to like practice that and for kids to understand like there's going to, there's going to be that in your life, whether you're a leader or you're a follower, both are super important, but, um, leadership is, is super, you know, it's hard, especially at their age. And so I felt like this is a good time for them actually to start learning it and practice it. And so I have uh, three captains. I, I couldn't, uh, so hard. Oh my gosh. We talk about hard decision-making. Um, so Kate is my um, U13 captain. Then I have Lucia and Caitlin who are my co-captains. And I just couldn't, I couldn't choose between them. They were, um, they're both equally just amazing human beings and, I, I needed them. I needed them both. They both are very different as well. So I felt like they could bring a lot to different to the table. So I'm trying to think if there was something that, um, that I have witnessed with them, but I think for me, something really special. I get a lot of, um, I get a lot of art projects. So I'm going to talk because <laughs> I told you I'm like a creative person. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about um, my canvas art project that I received from one of my players. Her name's Olivia. Mm -hmm. And um, she has been with me. Her name, her name is Olivia. She's been with me since um, I started coaching in this area. So almost four years ago. And so I try to incorporate creativity on the field, whether it's the way I do the cones or just my language, how I talk. And so the girls and I came up with this creating canvas type of language. So essentially the field is your canvas and every player on the team is an element on the canvas. So whether it's the color, the texture, the swirl, the design, right? All of them incorporated together on the canvas makes a beautiful painting. So they're an element, they're a spirit, they're a design individually that on this canvas makes something, you know, original, beautiful, and that's the field. So they're, you know, information on the field, so that's our kind of like our creative canvassing is that that's our, that's our language that we talk. Mm -hmm. And so we had, we're at a game um, and tournament and Olivia came up to me and she gave me this canvas and it was completely, you know, painted. It was our colors, green and blue. And she, you know, had written all over it, all of our sayings, like our together as one player team, you know, all of our hashtags and stuff that we use and, mm -hmm. um, and wrote on the back, like each of us are an element on the field an element, an element on a canvas and, you know, just touched my heart in more ways than I think I've ever experienced because one, it, it transmitted to them, right? Like the idea and what I, what I came up with just one day, I literally was just setting cones on the field and I came up with this canvas idea and they just love it. They fell in love with it. And then actually like Olivia went home and 
drew and painted this canvas and it's like our mascot. I said, it's going to be our mascot. Like that's, you know, I can't bring it to every game because it might melt with the heat <laughs> here in Alabama, but, um, I love it. Like I absolutely love it. Like that was a huge breaking point for me in, in the sense that these girls are understanding it so much more and that they are each in, you know, important. And then I also like take it to another level. It's like, okay, you're an element on the canvas, you're in position. So if you're all get clumped up together and it's like a big brown spot on the canvas, right. you have to stay separated. <laughs> Colors have to stay separated. So it's just fun, right? Like you just create, we're such visual learners, mm -hmm. not everybody, but most everybody is a visual learner. And so creating something that you can visually in your mind see, like a canvas uh, with paint and color and all of that. They understand it. And now it's, it's, a, it's a vocab word. It was on the trivia, like, <laughs> what does this mean? It's, you know, it's fun, it's super yeah. fun. Um, and I would say one other thing, actually I have another Olivia. This mm -hmm. is really special as well. We were at a game and she actually, she made a sacrifice to play with the co-ed team this season. What, a big deal for her um we needed we needed help on that team and she stepped away from the u13 girls and you know huge sacrifice and amazing amazing thing that she did and you know it's been hard it's been really hard for her and for me as well and she left her co-ed game after it was done and came played with with us at the u13 game it was a just a friendly that we had and played the entire game of the U13 game. Like she was so thrilled to be there. She was so happy. I literally played her the entire game. She was absolutely exhausted, but had a blast. And it was a rough game for the girls. Super rough. Um, we played, we, we played a good team and it's early in the season and it was, it was a struggle for them. We struggled a little bit and, you know, at the end of the day, we just talked about how we can be better and, you know, what we learned from the experience. And Olivia broke down to me, and I should have mentioned this in the beginning. She's a super quiet, self-reserved individual. She doesn't say a whole lot, doesn't, uh, doesn't really, you know, no emotion, just yes, ma'am, whatever, come on the field. You know, mm -hmm. they say ma'am in the South, you know, yeah. it's this thing. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, she just unloaded to me. She broke down in tears and just told me how amazing and how much she loved me and thankful for oneself and um, that she wouldn't change, you know, this for the entire world. And we're all sitting after the game along the fence, just boohooing. <laughs> like those moments though, like those are the moments is what makes the entire thing why you do what you do, right? Like, this is why One South was created. This is why I am in the position I am in for those special moments. And so, yeah, those are my two Olivias. There we go. That'll be That's perfect. Awesome. And it's so true. Like you, you don't remember the, some of the wins, I guess, but that's not why we do it. Right. We do it for those moments. And it's just like, uh, just like gets to your heart and you're like, man, like, that's why I do it, you know? So I love, I love those stories. Thank you for sharing those. 
Um, so before we get off today, um, where can people follow One South and just kind of keep in contact with what you guys are doing? Yeah, so um, we have Instagram and Facebook, definitely. And we have our um, website on both of those platforms. And so it's just One South Soccer Club. And we, um, I am very active on social media. Um, I, I try to, you know, do and post as much as I can um, without getting too crazy with it, you know, <laughs> like being, um, being a creative person, you know, you just want to do all these things and add all these colors and, you know, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, so we are very active on social media and then we have our website and they can reach out to us anyway on there. We have all of our ca uh, contact information and, um, yeah, so pretty much those platforms. I use Instagram a lot. It's probably my favorite platform just, and I follow so much of, and I always tell the girls, like there's so much soccer on Insta, you know, there is on Facebook as well, but Instagram is just different with the pictures and the skills and the videos and stuff that they post. Um, absolutely love that, love that platform. And we're able to do live videos and stuff. I, mm -hmm. I unfortunately don't have a TikTok, so I don't really post on there. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Behind the boat, Shay. We're, we're, we're struggling here. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, no TikTok for me, but yeah, definitely Instagram, Facebook and email and website. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll post the, all the links to the socials and the websites and all that. So that people so, can um, check them out when they're done listening. Um, but thank you, Grace, so, so, so much for coming on. Um, I absolutely love talking to you and learning about you and your girls and your club. So thank you again so much. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I just created a free private Facebook group for parents and coaches who want to learn how to better support their daughters and their players in becoming more confident. So this group already has over 80 engaged members and I can't wait to grow this community into something really awesome. Um, so please join us. I will post the links to join in the show description below. Again, it is private, so I will have to accept you into the group, but I'm really excited about this community and I'm ex excited to see you there and excited to have you a part of the group. All right. Thanks again. And I'll catch you on next week's episode.